Thank you for listening to the Reclaim Church podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to your life. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX. Now please enjoy this message. Well, good morning. Welcome to Reclaim Church Online again. It's week number three. And we are excited to start our new series. It's called Living Hope. And really what we're talking about is, is the idea and the fact that our hope for, the, for our life, the thing that we look forward to is Jesus and he is alive. And so I have a, a message today entitled The Truth About Trials. And I kind of want to go through and talk about what it looks like to go through a trial and really what do we do in those trials. And so um, I'm, I'm glad that you're with us today. Again, if you're looking for, for a, more of a sense of community, um, I want to welcome you and invite you to join our Reclaim Church Connect. It's, it's basically a group on Facebook where um, we're able to talk with each other, pray with each other. It's just something that we're able to communicate uh, during the time that we can't meet together. Of course, I, I know that this time is necessary and what's happening is important, but I cannot wait to be with everybody at church again, to worship with everybody. I'm so excited to be able to do that. But I do think in this time, uh, God is doing something very significant and special. And um, I don't want to miss out on what he's doing, and I know you don't either. And so... Um, the truth about trials. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, it says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are, are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you for this time together. Lord, we thank you that even though we're separated physically, Lord, we're all united by one spirit. And I pray, God, that everybody watching, that you would meet them in their homes right now, God. Lord, even now as we're, as we're praying, as we're taking this Sunday, this time, God, to celebrate what you've done, God, and what you're doing. I pray, Lord, that your presence would be with each one of us, God. Lord, you said that if we seek you, we'll find you. So, Lord, this morning we seek your face, God. Lord, you are everything that we want. You're everything. You're everything we want, God. Nothing in this world would do for us, God. And so, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us through this message. Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. A little bit of what I talked about last week is the idea that we are, at this point, it seems like we've somewhat lost control over what is going on in this world. And, and really, we don't have control uh, and whether whether we whether this this whole pandemic and this virus has affected us personally or maybe a little somebody you know that they know somebody that's been affected by this, it's beginning. It's coming to the point where we're all seeing that it's kind of affecting our our personal circles. And and the truth is is we are at this time at this moment we are out of control of what's happening. We don't have um, we don't have any say so in when we're able to go out and live life the way we used to. Uh, we don't have any say-so of when this virus will be gone or when. It, we're just kind of in this moment out of control. And we may not be able to control what we go through. We may not be able to control the scenarios out in the physical world, but we can, we can control how we see things. We can control the perspective we have in this time, and we can control how we respond to this time. We may not be able to control what's happening, but we can control how I look at it and how I respond to it. There's this quote that I heard a long time ago when I was back in the youth ministry. And uh, I don't know who came up with it, but I remember who said it. his name was Danny Eli, or Ali, I think his name. And he was a part of a, a group called Master's Commission. They came and they did, uh, they did a bunch of dramas. It was at our youth. It was a long time ago. 
And uh, he had this quote. He said, when I change the way I look at things, the things I look at change. Now, I know that just because we change our perspective, it's not really going to change the actual situation. But when we begin to change our perspective or have a better perspective in our trials, the things we're going through, they may be the same, but they look different. And when they look different, we're able to respond differently to the trial. Now, this is not a delusional idea of saying, hey, if you just pretend that you're not going through anything, then you'll be fine. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that even in the trials, we can have a godly perspective even when things are bad. We can have a godly peace even when things are chaotic. We can have godly wisdom even when we don't understand what's going on. Really, what matters is not what you're going through, but how do you respond to what you're going through? Because when it all comes down to it, God is in control. That doesn't change. John 16, Jesus said, I have said these things to you, that in me you, you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. This is not a, Christianity is not, is not a get out of trial card or whatever, get out of jail free card. This is not one of those things where, oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm not going to go through anything. Or I'm a, I'm a believer now, so everything, my life is going to be perfect. No, being a Christian is not about escaping trials, but having a godly perspective in the trial. Because when it comes down to it, do we really think, now listen, I know that a lot of us are worried and I know that there's a lot going on. I know there's a lot of reason to be worried. It's a scary time. Again, we don't know what's happening. But when it comes down to it, do we really think that God doesn't know what he's doing? Like, think about it. We're worried. You, you may have anxiety. You may be frustrated. You, you, uh, yeah, you may go, be going through all the different emotions that everybody's kind of going through right now. But, but if you really come down to it, and I want you to take a moment to think about this. Do we as Christians, as believers, as followers of Christ... We've given our lives to this. We've said, my faith is in Jesus. My life is live. I'm living my life now for Jesus. Do we really think that God doesn't know what he's doing? Or do we really think that, that he doesn't have a plan? That he's not going to use the situation for something good for the believer? I, I was, when I was praying, I, in my prayer, I was like, God, you, you saw this coming. God, you, you know you, you're, this virus is not unknown to you. What we're going through right now is not unknown to you. Isaiah 40, 28 says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of, of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. God is in control right now. You may have lost hours at your job. You may even have lost your job. And I'm not saying that we're going to ignore those issues. And I'm not saying that, oh, just get over it and look at, look at it another way. That's not what I'm saying because, yes, these things are real. You may know somebody who's gotten sick. These things are real. But even in the trial, God is in control. That doesn't mean that we'll be free from trials. It means that we can have peace in Jesus in the trial. He's in control. In trials, we can have a perspective of peace knowing that God has got this. Guys, God's got this. We, we will be okay. We're going to get through this time. There's a, there's a lot of things about trials, and, and the truth about trials is, is, number one, is this. They will come. That's, I think, the number one truth about trials in our lifetime. If we can say anything about a trial is we know for a fact that we will go through trials. That we're going to have moments in our, lives that are, in our lives that are not easy. 
We're going to go through things that are not, we don't understand. And you may even be going through something personally that has nothing to do with what's going on in the world. And it's like, man, now I'm going through this and I have to worry about that? But even in those things, we understand that I'm, I'm not exempt from these things. I'm going to go through trials. Jesus consistently warned the disciples. And in scripture, really, it's warning us that you will face trials of many kinds. Can I tell you this? When this virus is done, there's, that doesn't mean life is going to be perfect. When we're all able to come meet in the building again, which I cannot wait for, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect for the next however many years. There's always going to be something that faces us. Maybe it's personally. Maybe it's as a, as a congregation. At Right now, we're seeing it really as, a, as the entire world is kind of going through this crazy time. But you will go through trials. But listen, trials are not there to torture us. God allows them to come into our lives to teach us. Trials are not there for torture. They're, they're there to be, to be teaching moments. In James 1, 2, and 4, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I, don't, I, I know for a fact that all of us, or most of us, are having a hard time finding joy. Like, how do we, how do we look at this time and say, okay, God, how, I'm, I'm, I'm joyful that I'm going through this trial. None of us are really saying that. We're all kind of saying the same things. I can't wait to go out to eat again. I can't wait to go back to work again. I can't wait to go back to church again. I can't, I can't, I can't wait. And we're like, we're just anticipating something that's going to come eventually. Instead of looking and say, okay, God, you said in your scripture that when I go through trials, I should count it as joy. Why? Because it builds us up. These moments are meant to build you up, not to tear you down. But what happens really depends on how you look at things in the trial. Our perspective determines our response. And our response determines the effect of the trial. If you respond to these moments out of flesh, then it's going to tear down your spirit and it's going to build up your flesh. But if we respond to these times of trials, not just the virus, guys, not just what's happening, but any trial that we go through in our life, if we respond out of the spirit, out of, out of, out of a, a position of saying, okay, God, what are you teaching me in this? Then it's going to tear down our flesh and build up our spirit. How you respond to these moments will determine the effect they have on you. And your response is determined by your perspective. Do I see this as a time to say, wow, God, how could you do this to us? How could this happen? Or do I see it as a time, okay, God, why are you doing this? Teach me through this. Because trials, they will come. But also trials are temporary. They're not going to last forever. In 1 Peter 1, 3 through 8, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. These trials that we go through will not last forever. They're temporary. The, this time of not being, not being together, 
It's temporary. The time of isolation and self-distancing and, and checking the news and wondering what's going on and even, even the trials you may be going through in your marriage right now. Maybe you guys are just spending too much time together. You need a little bit of a break, but it's not, it doesn't look like it's coming very soon. These trials are temporary. I would, I would even say, this, this is not in my notes, I guess you wouldn't know that, but I, I would even say this, that if you're going through struggles in your marriage, I think now is the time to really sit down and figure out what are the issues and seek the Lord. God, what do you, why am I so frustrated with my spouse when we're together so much? What is, why am I so frustrated in this time when I'm stuck with my family? I know that's how we put it, right? We're stuck. But what, is, what are you trying to teach me in these moments? God, why, am I, why is my flesh being released in this time? Because trials reveal what's in our spirit. When we go through trials, it's a testing to see really what we're made of. So what's happening in your life right now, how you respond to any trial that's going on, is a, is a result of what's already inside of you. So what God is doing is he's, be, he's in this temporary trial, he is revealing what's inside of the Christian. He's revealing to those that, they only, they only really relied on the Spirit of God moving in the church for them to have an encounter. He's revealing that to people. He's revealing the, the, the lack of prayer, the lack of, of devotion, the lack of surrender in every life in this temporary trial. And it matters how we respond to this moment. These moments will not last forever. So I want to ask you something. When you get out of this, when, when this thing is done... Are you going to be closer to the Lord or further away? Are you going to be proud of the way you responded spiritually? Or are you going to say, man, I wasted that moment. I wasted that trial. I wasted that time when God was trying to teach us something. I wasted this. Are we in this moment, in these, in these times, are we, are we now beginning to give up on God because we're uncertain about things? Are we now beginning to lose our faith because it's not right in front of us anymore at the church building? How are you responding in this temporary moment? Are you, are you giving up on church? Are you, are you, are you losing the, 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 the drive to serve and to, and to serve the Lord and to serve at the church? Is that being lost in your spirit? Are you, are you losing the drive to live for Jesus? Are you losing that motivation to seek his face? Because this trial is temporary, and when we get out of it, how will you look at it? How will you look at your response to it? Listen, guys, and this is something that we've been praying about, and this is something that, that God has been speaking to me, is we cannot miss this opportunity. Like, I know when we go online and we're always like, man, there's people, like, people are going to see that don't go to our church, and, and that's, that's, that's great. But I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to our church. This is for our church. Guys. We cannot miss this. We cannot let this temporary trial make us make permanent decisions that will affect our spiritual walk with the Lord forever. Right now is the time to, to get on our face and begin to seek the Lord. God, what are you doing? Teach me. Show me. Because there is a light at the end of this tunnel. There is a light at the end of this trial. I want to come out of it saying I got closer to God. I heard his voice clearly. 
I did what he asked me to do. I treated people well. I loved people still. I communicated and, and, and connected with as many people as I could. I want to come out of this trial doing everything that God has asked me to do. And I know you do too. But it starts with the perspective. Now, do I have a little bit of worries? Yeah. I worry about my kids. I worry about my wife, my family back in California. I worry about our church. Of course. This is natural. We're humans. But I'm not responding out of my worry. I'm responding out of my faith. And saying, okay, God, I know you're going to do something. I, I, this, this, these moments have brought me to a, a whole different level of prayer. Because I become more desperate to know him. I become more desperate for him to guide us as a church. Guys, I don't take this lightly. As, as a pastor, I'm not just trying to come up with cool messages and say, okay, well, let's, let's have something encouraging and something hopeful. I'm not just trying to do that for the sake of doing that. I really want to communicate the heart of God. I want to know what he's doing. And I think the truth about trials is, one, they, they will come. We're going to go through them. But remember, they're there to teach us, and they're temporary. They're not going to be here for everybody. But number two, the truth about trials is, is we don't go through them alone. God is with us. He goes through the trial with us. He walks with us. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 11. And this is really where this sermon kind of came out of. It says, for we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. I love it. He says he delivered us, he will deliver us, and we, we put our hope in him that he'll deliver us again. Guys, we are not alone. In these moments, I know that it feels like, man, nobody knows what I'm going through. I feel like I can't meet. I want to meet with somebody and talk with somebody. But listen, God is with you. He's with you right now in your house watching this. In your prayer time, in your time when you're sitting and trying to read the word. And I know that we have those times, right, where you're reading and you're praying. And it's like, man, I don't feel like you're listening, God. I feel like I'm by myself. I feel like this is pointless. Can I encourage you? For somebody that, that's trying to establish a prayer life, you feel like he's not listening, just keep going. Just keep pursuing him. The scripture says if we seek him, we will find him. Just keep going. You are not alone. God is with you. We're not by ourselves. In Psalms 23, 4, it says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When all news is bad, when all situations are bad, when, when our frustration is getting the best of us, and we're in a season where everything looks bad and everything looks ugly, can I tell you that God is still good? Even in this time when we're, maybe you're, you're looking at your bank account and you're like, man, it's getting a little bit low. You're looking at your bills and they're stacking up. Or you're looking at your, your situation, your family. You're like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Can I tell you that God is still good? 
God is still good and God is with you. See, I've, I've realized this in, in these times that I'm going to go through things, but I can go through them with a perspective of peace because he's with me. I can go through these things with a perspective of joy because he's with me. It doesn't matter what you go through. It matters who's with you. Because even in the good times, if God's not with you, they're not as good. But in the bad times, when he's with you guys, I know. And again, I'm not trying to say like, oh, just forget it. Nothing's going on. Just, just trick yourself that there's no problems. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we are going to go through struggles. We will go through trials. There will be moments where you want to give up and you want to surrender. But can I, can I encourage you not to do that because God is with you. God is with you. If he's done it before, he can do it again. The scripture reveals to us the heart of our father. That he doesn't push us in a valley without him. He does, he's not making us go through this without him. It's not like he's like throwing us in and saying, okay, figure it out. I'm on the other side already. I'm waiting for you. No, no, no. He's saying, I'm going to help you through this time. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to walk you through it. It's like when I was, I was teaching my son how to ride a bike, and he's, he's doing pretty good. And um, I put him on the bike. Of course, he had training wheels, but, I, you know, I'm still afraid he's going to fall, I guess. And, and I put him on there, and, I, and I'm, I'm walking with him, and I'm, I'm kind of letting him go. But I'm still there. I'm letting, I'm letting him figure it out, but I'm still there. If he needs me to grab the bike, I'm going to grab it. If, he need, if, he's at, if, he, if he's saying, man, I want to go faster, I want to slow down, I'm there to, to help him through it. I'm there to say, Liam, turn. Liam, turn. You, don't go in the grass, son. Go on the, stay on the sidewalk. I'm there to walk him through those moments. Now, it may feel sometimes that I'm not there because I'm not holding on to the bike, or maybe I'm behind him and I'm watching over him. But if he falls, I will catch him. I'm there for him. Just like God is, and even now, God is like kind of walking with us. He's saying, hey, no, 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 turn, turn, turn. Don't, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't say that to your wife. Don't say that to your husband. Don't treat your kids like that. Just turn. Don't, don't, don't believe the news so much. Don't just rely on this. Turn, turn a little bit. He's guiding us in these moments. When it feels like we're alone, he's walking with us. And he'll catch us. He'll be there for us. If he's done it before, he can do it again. If he's done it in the past, he can do it in our present, and he'll do it in the future. God, God was with us, he's with us now, and he will be with us in the future. 2 Corinthians 1, 9-10, I'm going to read it again. Um, Indeed, we felt that we received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God, who raised the dead. See, in these moments, we can only rely on a God who can do what nobody else can. When the times when, when, when our money's low and we're, we're again, we're, we're, we're looking for answers, we can only rely on God who's outside of the situation, who we know is in control. Verse 10 says, he delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we've set our hope that he will deliver us again. He delivered us, he does deliver us, and he will deliver us again. In trials, listen, now is not the moment to forget what he's done. Now is not the time to forget, oh, oh, he, he, he did heal my marriage, or he did provide when I, when I, was, when I was low, or he, he gave me joy when I was depressed, and he set me free from anxiety, and he set me free from my addictions. Now is not the time to forget those moments, say, well, God, why did you do that if, if I'm just going to die today, or if I'm just going to get sick and die? Why did, you, why did you help me? No, no, no. If he did it then, 
He'll do it now, and he'll do it again. Now is not the time to forget what God has done. Now is the time to remember. I, I have to calm down. I feel like I could hear, hear Miss Brenda shouting out right now. I wish you guys were here, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish you guys were here. We have some people here, guys, but we are social distancing and we're being safe. Um, but if he's done it before, he can do it again. Remembering what he did in our last season gives us faith to believe what he can do in this season. Psalms 42, 5 and 6 says, Why are you cast down on my soul and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you. I remember what you did. I remember what you've done. So some of us right now, where you're at, you're watching, your soul is cast down. And you're, you're in this season of like, man, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And, and maybe you're getting a little bit depressed. Or maybe you're getting a little bit really starting to feel lonely. But remember, God, my soul is cast down, but I'll remember you. God, I'm really frustrated, and I'm really scared, and I'm really anxious, and I'm, I'm really worried. But God, I remember you. I remember what you've done. And if you've done it before, you can do it again. You, this is not going to be the last trial we go through, guys. But I can't wait till we're all together and we can all celebrate what God has done. It's like, when's the last time we've all went through the same thing? Like, when's the last time we could all come together and say, man, I know exactly how you felt. We're going to come together, and man, it's going to be like this glorious reunion. But guys, right now, that's not happening. That, that's not here yet. It's going to come, but it's not here. And so in these moments, when you're by yourself, you have to learn to rely on God. You have to learn because the truth about trials, one, they will come. They're gonna, they're, we're all going to go through it. Number two, he is with us. And number three, in our trials, we have hope. In our trials, we have hope. 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction, so that we may, we may be able to comfort those who are in who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. I love this perspective. God comforts me what I'm going in what I'm going through so that I can comfort somebody else. I receive peace from God so that I can help somebody else receive the same peace that I got from God. Can I encourage you, Reclaim Church, to begin to reach out to those in the church if you're not already? Can I encourage you to be a little bit more active in our, in, our, in our social groups where we're able to communicate with each other? Because now is not the time to keep everything to yourself. Some of you are looking for hope that somebody else has. And we need to reach out for that. He says, what the, the peace that I've been given, I can give it to you. We don't receive peace and hope for our own selfish gain. 
or to, to hoard it in ourselves. We receive it to give it out to people. Can I encourage you in this season, don't be one who's posting all the negative things. Now, there are a lot of negative things. There's a lot of neg- ne- negative things to post. It's easy to do that. But could, you, could we be people that, that are the light? Could we begin to think, post things and talk about things of hope? Could we encourage our family with, with words of hope and words of encouragement? So many people are looking for the answer right now. Christians, this is the time. Right now is the moment. Everybody's looking for hope. Everybody's looking for a reason to hope. And we have that hope in us. We have this hope that we can give to others. Now is the time to share what God has done in your life. Now is the time to share the hope that he's given you. People are looking for that. Saying the same peace I got, I can give to you. We have hope in these trials. Our our responsibility in this trial is to be the light. Christian, we have a responsibility. We can't just sit back and let everybody else figure it out. Right now, we have, the, we have the responsibility of being those who will share the good news, of being those who will share hope. We have this hope in Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 9, 11 says, So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. Paul had this, and he's he's sharing this revelation with us, that it's like, man, I've been through a lot. God's brought me through a lot. I know that I have a hope in heaven that I'm going to get there. But I'm going to see Jesus, and I'm going to be judged before him. But if I'm going to be, so is everybody else. And so I, I want, my aim is not to please people. My aim is not to, um, not to do all these things for myself. My aim is to persuade men that they would be able to come before the Lord and really be right in his eyes. This hope that Paul had, it caused him to persuade people. For salvation. This hope that he had put urgency with inside of his spirit to say, I have to do this. Now is the time. Because we have hope, we have a responsibility to share it. I want others to experience Jesus. Uh, when, when we pray, I'm praying, God, reveal yourself to people. Lord, let people see who you are. Jesus, let this be a moment where we all as a, as a congregation and as a body of Christ begin to get on our faces and say, God, reveal yourself to those who are lost. God, I pray that people that are not saved would come into the kingdom of God and be saved. This is our responsibility. This is an urgent moment, guys, where we have hope and we have to share it. We have a hope. We have hope in this time. Because we understand that there's a, there's a great future ahead. Now, I know that we've talked about it. I know that we're saying, man, it's only temporary. What we're going through now is only temporary. And that is true. But beyond the trial being temporary, can I tell you that this world is temporary? That our life, our, the, the normal life that we can't wait to get back to, that's temporary. It doesn't last forever. Eventually, eventually, we're all going to get to the point where we enter into eternity. But the tr- so the troubles that we endure right now are nothing compared to the glory that we receive in heaven. 
Paul was able to put his problems in, a, in, a, in the right perspective because his focus was on the future. His focus wasn't on, okay, what's going on right now in front of me? His focus was, man, I'm going to be in heaven one day. I'm going to be walking with the Lord. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be walking with Jesus. That was his focus. David, could you could come play? This is all temporary. Everything we're going through right now is temporary. This world is temporary. Guys, are you ready to see God? Are you ready to see Jesus? Are you ready for that? Are you ready to enter into eternity? This is all temporary. This will not last forever. You say, well, how can I have a good perspective in the, in the tough times? How can I have a, a godly perspective when, I, when I'm going through something, when my family is sick and, and these situations seem impossible? How can I have a good perspective? You know how we have a good perspective in our life on earth? We look to our life in heaven. We look to what's to come. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Jesus has already gone and he's, he's, crea he's created this place of eternity where those who believe in him will one day dwell. Guys, this world is not forever. Sometimes I think we, we worry so much about, about our life because all we're looking at is our temporary life. All we're looking at is what's, what about tomorrow, next week, and next month? What about eternity? How we respond to this trial right now, this season, where everything is changing for everybody. How we respond will affect our life and how we lived it for eternity. Let me ask you this question. Are you so focused on the temporary life that when you do pass into eternity, all you have left behind is temporary things? Are you so focused on, well, I got to make sure my kids are in the right sports and go to the right school and I got to make sure that I have enough money and I, I know nothing, those things are not bad within themselves, but are we so focused on these things that we forget, man, I've got a home in heaven. I've got a home in heaven. And how urgent are we trying to get other people to come with us? This is temporary. We have heaven to look forward to. Like every time I think about that, it just blows my mind. I, I have heaven to look forward to. One day I'm gonna I'm gonna be walking with Jesus. That just blows my mind. It's like, man, my prayer life, every time I felt him in, in my in my in my prayer time, every time I've felt and praying with my family and being at the church these moments of glory and the experience of encounters with his presence and guys I cannot wait again to experience those things with you but all that is nothing compared to what we'll have we will be with Jesus face to face that is our aim as believers that is our goal so you, you throw a virus on the earth and the enemy tries to scare us with death and, and with sickness, man. It's like, okay. I, yeah, I don't want people to die and I don't want to go through that. But I know what I have to look forward to. Yeah, I'm, I may be going through, through tough times right now and I may be a little bit frustrated and a little bit uncertain. But, but man, one day I'm going to be walking with Jesus. 
face to face. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient or temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. In this time right now, are you investing into things that are temporary? Or are you investing into things that are eternal? Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX or check us out on our website, ReclaimChurchTX.com. Thank you for listening.